It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome into this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Brex and Lav. We finally have a Ryder Cup. Okay, so the competition is still not great. We still have a five-point spread after day two, the exact same as it was at the opening day of the matches at Marco Simone. But, Rex, we finally have some competitive drama. Everyone saw... What happened on the 18th green? Roy McIlroy getting into a little bit of a tiff with uh, Joe LaCava, longtime caddy of Tiger Woods, and now the caddy for Patrick Cantley. The action. This is a visual medium as well as an audio medium. He removed his hat and whirled it around his head. Basically the taunt, basically the jeer that Patrick Cantley had endured all day long at the Ryder Cup. We'll get into those reasons in a moment. But after... Tension subsided on the 18th green. Rex, you were the only reporter who was outside the clubhouse to see what happened next. The floor is yours. It's kind of surreal what happened next. We all kind of sprinted. You and I both were in the interview room. I wanted to hear what Patrick Cantlay's answer to at least the first couple questions were because clearly it had been an eventful day for him on a lot of fronts. I'm sure we'll touch on it. But it seemed as if everything had been diffused on the 18th green. I think Shane Laurie kind of stepped in, had a few words for Joe LaCava, had probably something to say to a couple of other Americans. But it seemed like Rory actually smiled when it happened on the green. And what happened when LaCava was waving his hat around, I apologize for not having a visual hat on to, to help out with the medium, but he kind of got in Rory's sight line. And Rory's caddy, Harry Diamond, responded like, what are you doing? And it seemed to be the end of it. It didn't seem like it was going to balloon. But uh, emotions apparently got the best of him. I kind of scurried out to the front of the clubhouse where we'd be doing our live shot um, all week long. And luckily, our cameraman, who did a really good job of this, John Faco, was sort of fixated on the front of the clubhouse where all the courtesy cars were lined up, ready to take players and caddies back to the hotel. And I was again, just trying to get ready. And I hear Rory screaming at the top of his lungs that you can't do that. You can't. How far can I take that? What is the rule on that before we go any further? Take it as far as you need. We don't have anything in in post in post audio that can cover it up, but please go ahead. Is it? Um, can I, you think I can? 
You know what? Last Say night's it. podcast was a record for us. How many? How many views? Um, on YouTube, it was somewhere around twenty thousand. Uh, which for our little, which comments, for our little production uh, is quite impressive. Let's get on with the story. You can say effing. Let's just go ahead. Uh, okay, that's fine. So Rory's screaming at Jim Bones Mackay, who appears to have walked up and just tried to have a conversation with Rory at this point. We don't know. We, we haven't heard Bones' side of the story. Uh, and he, at this point, Rory unloads on him, screams, that can't happen. That can't effing happen. Effing happen is what I said, just to be clear. And then that's an effing disgrace. Again, at the top of his lungs, at this point, Lowry steps in between Bones and Rory, kind of separates the two of them, literally has to hold Rory back. At this point, I think everyone has probably seen the video, and then sort of c- tries to move Bones away. The best part of the video, not to make light of this, actually, I will make light of this. The best part of the video, in my mind, is poor Matt Fitzpatrick, who's standing in the, behind Lowry, who's a large man, and Bones, who's also a large man, Matty Fitzpatrick is not a large man. And the look on his face, his eyes are huge. Like, what have I done? What is happening here? Uh, we have confirmed, Golf Channel did confirm while we were doing this report in live from, through Rory's agent, that this is a spillover from what happened on the 18th green. That this was, Rory was clearly aggravated. He tried to kind of hold his emotions in. And we all know that they can get heated at this particular event. But I've never seen anything in golf like this in my entire life. The best part. So Matt Fitzpatrick is not a large man. He is my size. Roy McIlroy is also not a large man. And yet he was being held back, not just by his own security guard, not just by Shane Lowry, but also by wife Erica before he got stuffed into his courtesy car and stormed away. This can only wreck. This, this can only happen at the Ryder Cup. This should have been such an innocuous deal. The fact that, that Joe LaCava, who has heard and has seen the dancing and has heard the chants and heard the jeers for eight hours at Marco Simone. They finally, the Americans do, finally get to just give it back to the crowd a little bit. And to do so, he takes it just a step too far, gets in Roy's line, and it should have just been a, hey, man, can you move? And instead, it becomes a whole deal between the two sides. This can only happen at the Ryder Cup. And that is what makes it so fun. I guess the question, Rex, is what does this mean? Does this matter? The Americans are still trailing by five. Clearly, Rory, Lowry, Justin Rose, the European side, are pissed. What will happen? And did the intensity of this Ryder Cup, when we really haven't had much to talk about competitive-wise, it feels like things just got turned up a notch. Uh, it certainly did. I, I'll go to this, and I, I think Todd Lewis and I were both guilty of this. Where we 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 fall in this trap where we take ourselves too seriously, kind of in what we do, because we're we're writing about golf. But even at this level, and this is a very important event, I don't want to take anything away from it. But we're we're writing and talking about golf, and and Todd and I were doing this as seriously as we could, given the circumstances. Again, this was kind of unprecedented. You're absolutely right. This isn't going to happen anywhere else. And they went from Todd and I back to the desk with Rich Lerner. And Rich immediately went to Paul McGinley, who is friends with Rory and a former Ryder Cup captain and clearly very, very loyal to the European side and asked his response. And his response was absolutely glorious. With a huge smile on his face, he said, I loved it. I loved every minute of this. And I will also say that while we were waiting for them to come back to us. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. 
That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba for do a little bit more on the report. Paul Azier, the American captain, walked up and we told him what happened and he saw the video. He had the exact same response. I think everybody's response should be that. That, okay, you don't want two grown men fighting. I, I don't particularly like that. We are in Italy. It seems to happen a lot here. I don't know why that is. But I, I'm, I, I just go to the idea that you're right. This was really, really flat. God bless you. I have people in my room right now and one of them sneezed. This was really, really flat. Up until this point. And this sort of ignited everything. And I don't want to take anything away from what Cantlay did and Wyndham Clark did. I feel like what they did this afternoon by sort of salvaging that point and giving the United States side its first winning session was kind of what Poulter did back at Medina. That the Americans were rolling and this was all but over. And Poulter sort of came to life and and turned into maximum Poulter and gave them something to play for. And now we have the miracle at Medina. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. But I'm saying at least now there is a spark. To your point, what's going to happen? I think the European side comes out just swinging. Not really swinging, although that clearly can happen at this point, given what we have seen. But I think metaphorically. Now, that would certainly be a story to write. Uh, Teams coming out swinging, literally, uh, on the first tee at Marco Smalley. We will get to the fact of the matter that you have two women uh, in your hotel room. We'll put a pin in that. Uh, It's not quite as scandalous. Uh, as that sentence does sound, I think yeah. it doesn't just energize the Europeans. I think this energizes the Americans as well. Typically, a five-point margin uh, at this point is basically a death knell for the team uh, that is not leading on the scoreboard. That does not necessarily feel like the case. I've always made the case, Rex. I know you wrote for NBCSports.com slash golf on Saturday night, the five reasons why the U.S. team can win. I've never understood why getting seven and, a half, seven and a half of the 12 singles points on Sunday is out of the realm of possibilities. These are some of the best players in the world. All of them are ranked as at the top 30 in the world. Uh, Europe has, has played some of their uh, dog golf four matches so far. So let's hear it. The, well, largest, I, I, the largest margin ever overcome is 10-6, four points. This, we have his five. Why can the U.S. do it? Uh, well, check out NBC Sports 
com backslash golf to get the entire breakdown because I don't want to go through all five. That's why I wanted to write this because I, I have another idea and I, I want to go in a different direction. Because while you were while we were stuck in traffic, it took a long time to get home, folks. Apparently, bus drivers take wrong turns and that that's not a big thing in Italy and get caught in traffic. What I wanted to do is when they sent out tomorrow morning's uh, slate, how it's going to line up. I did what we always do and I started kind of going down. the The European side needs just four points. And as I'm doing the math in my head, I'm thinking I'm, I'm kind of knocking it off. So l- let's just do this shot by shot. You ready? So it's in the very first match of the day. It's John Rahm against Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler has not played well this week, and it's not even his putting. I've seen him hit some of the most ferocious shot, uh, horrendous shots that I've seen him hit in a – well, really ever. Because all I know him to be is a ball-striking robot. So I think that one goes to Rahm. The Hold next on. Match- that's, that's a rematch. You'll remember of Whistling Straits yes. when Scotty – uh, stormed out of the gates and beat John Rahm, who was playing uh, arguably better than anyone on the golf course that year. Uh, I'm with you, though. Rahm is rested after not playing on Saturday afternoon. Scotty uh, is scuffling a little bit and got benched on Saturday afternoon. I'm with you. I do think Rahm wins that one. There's one. Okay, guess back. We want to move these along. I want to hear your thoughts, but keep them to a minimum, all right? So then you have in the second match, Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa. I'm giving that one to Victor because he has been brilliant this week. That's also a repeat of 2021. Two former classmates. I'm with him. Victor Hovland did not play well on Saturday afternoon. I think uh, he will come out of the gates uh, very strong, as he typically does. I give the Americans the third match. It's Patrick Cantlay against Justin Rose. Clearly, Patrick Cantlay has something to prove for whatever reason. He, he is angry this week, and he's playing really, really well as proof of what he did on Saturday. Let's hope Joe Lacava doesn't make anyone angry during that. I'm with you. Cantlay as well. In the fourth match, Roy uh, McIlroy, Sam, Sam Burns. Yeah. That one's going to be Roy McIlroy. I think that could be that could be ugly, Rex. Yeah. What happens in, in match four? So you and I are on the exact same page on this one. So now Europe suddenly has through four matches. They have three points, and they only need four. So now they have eight matches to get one more point. That seems like oh, it's a foregone conclusion. I don't know about you, but going down the list, it's hard for me to get to that fourth point. In my mind, it almost gets to Tommy Fleetwood and Ricky Fowler. And I will say in the match before them is Shane Lowry and Jordan Spieth. I don't know how that's going to turn out, but it's going to be a glorious pillow fight. Yeah, I was going to say that could absolutely be a pillow fight. Max Homa, you would think, would have the edge over Matt Fitzpatrick. Max Homa has been the best player on the American side so far. Brian Harmon really showed up on Saturday, winning both of his matches alongside Max Homa. And he's going against uh, Terrell Hatton, who, like Rom, sat out on Saturday afternoon. To me, match seven is an absolute barn burner. Brooks Kepka on the American side, has not played particularly well. And Ludwig Ober, who, who looked like an absolute stallion for the first two matches and then did not play particularly well at all when they really needed him to on Saturday. Four balls. Sepp Straka, Justin Wait. Thomas. I could see I could see Sepp getting that, not just because... Not no, no, just no, because Rex. Brooks and, and Ludwig. Who are you picking? I, I, think, I, think, I think Brooks. Me too. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think it, I think it's time for Brooks to show up. I think I think the the cup gets clinched in this one. Match eight, Sepp Straka and Justin Thomas. JT has a very strong uh, singles record, uh, but Sepp Straka has looked at times uh, to be awfully good. I just don't have a ton of faith in JT at this point. Losing strokes gained to the field that's actually been one of the worst performing uh, American players uh, to this point. So I think match eight is where this thing ends. Uh, no, I disagree, and that's the bulldog in you, by the way. That's uh, University of Georgia's Sepp Straka, and I think you went for both of the bulldogs in this week's field to win, so not too shocking on that front. Um, after that, you have Hogard 
and Xander Shoffley. That goes to Xander, in my opinion. I feel like JT is going to win that match against Seth. And then Shane Lowry, as we said, the ultimate pillow fight. And in my mind, it, it comes to Tommy Fleetwood and Ricky Fowler in that 11th match. Ricky did not play at all on Saturday. Lots of rumors of health issues, which were confirmed by the U.S. team members, members who actually met with the media for the first time all week uh, on Saturday evening, said it's basically uh, some sort of illness that has run through the team, the captains, and the caddies. And the anchor match of a keeping score at home is Wyndham Clark, the U.S. Open champion, versus Robert McIntyre. I bet you Luke Donald is hoping that that match, this entire match, is not. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come down to Robert McIntyre, but Don't we shall see. Rex, we totally glossed over the fact of this whole Patrick Cantlay deal, did we not? It wasn't just the fact that that Patrick Cantlay did what he did, and if you keep your score at home, a hat trick of birdies to steal a full point for the Americans after being jeered uh, and taunted all day long. Why was Patrick Cantlay not wearing a hat? Is the Sky Sports report? that he has caused uh, friction and a fracturing of the U.S. team room accurate. What do you know? He wasn't wearing a hat because he's got a big head. And not, again, this isn't metaphorically. This is actually, he's got a big head. Anyone who can see it right now knows it's a big head. He didn't wear a hat two years ago at Whistling Straits as well. I don't think that was a protest because we didn't hear anything about it then. And Rory McIlroy hasn't worn a hat. And because he's pointed out he's got a little tiny head and they don't come in his size. I don't think the hat is the thing we need to worry about here. And, and we went round and round about this guy's sports report. And it may or may not be correct. I don't know. I've spoken with people inside the team room who have confirmed that he has talked about the idea that players should be compensated to play the Ryder Cup. He's not the first player to do that. If you go back to the late 90s, David Duvall did that. Marco Mira did that. I don't think this is something that's out of the realm of possibility, and it's probably not going to sit well with the public. I understand that, but we're in a day and age when players want to be compensated. I don't think Patrick Cantlay, even before his finish today, was the problem. He could be a problem in the U.S. team room, but I don't think he's the the problem. And look, we can rehash this on tomorrow night's podcast and down the road. There'll be plenty of time to unpack this. 
Is he the most popular guy in that team room? No, probably not. There's a reason why he and Xander seem to spend a lot of time together. He didn't go to the welcome dinner, but according to Zach Johnson, it was a, a quote-unquote excused absence, which leads you to believe that he was one of the guys that was probably battling whatever it is they were battling. And I, I think this probably has gotten twisted in a way that we're only going to find out days, weeks, maybe even months down the road when players finally feel comfortable talking about what goes on inside the team room. And they don't do that very often. In this particular case, they want to sort of circle the wagons and protect each other. We saw that when, I mean, Pat got hammered with questions about this in, in the press conference tonight. And to their credit, they the players around him kind of came to his defense. Is there something there? Yeah, probably. I mean, probably they don't want to hear this particular week about how players should be compensated. But I don't think it's the problem that the U.S. has been dealing with. I think that's a number of other things. Yeah, I think that was well said. And talking to someone uh, close to Cantley, uh, they disputed some of the uh, points that were made in that tweet chain. Uh, obviously, you heard what the U.S. players said uh, in the press conference as well, jumping to his defense. Is he the problem for the U.S. this week? No. Is it an issue that likely needs to be addressed for the next uh, team competition in Montreal, uh, I would say that is true. I think this is just typical scapegoating and trying to point fingers, right? Like there have been a series of mistakes that uh, Captain Zach Johnson has made. You could look at some of his captain's picks. You could look at some of his lineup choices. Uh, stars like Sky Scheffler and Brooks Kepka have not played particularly well. There are myriad reasons and it always comes down, it seems, like the most salacious one is the one that draws headlines. And is is there something there? Yes. Is that the reason why the Americans now trail five points heading into Sunday? It is fair to say it is not. All right. We've talked the drama with Cantlay. We've talked the Sunday singles lineup. Rex, on this mini pod, do you care to share why you have two women in your hotel room? Uh, one of the women is my wife, just to be clear, and her best friend. And it's a very small room. We've we've done one other pod, but it's a, it's not a large room. Uh, it's a it's a it's a nice room. But um, and her best friend, and they have been here longer than we have. They flew in last Friday. They have been touring Rome. They have been touring the Amalfi Coast, Pompeii. Am I missing anything? Naples. Naples. And so today they came out to the golf course. Uh, my wife lasted about forty five minutes. Her friend spent the whole afternoon. And tomorrow, my wife, the bunkmate, will probably last about 45 minutes. And Gina will spend the entire afternoon thoroughly enjoying the golf. Shout out, bunkmate. Somehow, she has sweet tickets that do not come uh, with all-you-can-drink tickets. Uh, So, uh, shout out, bunkmate, for being responsible uh, and not uh, forcing you to take out a second mortgage on your home. I'm sure everything... In the Hoggard household back in Longwood is going swimmingly. There's no need to check in uh, at that point. Before we let you go, Rex, what is the final score and who is the winner of this? Uh, Europe. I mean, I think we already established that. I think you and I both kind of went through the card and came up with it. But it's closer than we ever thought it was going to be. Certainly up until maybe the – I don't even want to say the last hour. Up until the last 30 minutes, up until Cantlay and Wyndham Clark were able to do what they did, it seemed like, man, this is a foregone conclusion. But it would still be historic, and I don't think that happens not with that crowd, not with everything going in the Europeans' favor. If I had to guess, like I said, uh, 14 anywhere, or it, I think they win either right at 14 and a half, 15, 15 and a half, somewhere around in there. 
I'll go 16 to 12. It's always hard to say what the final score is going to be because once, if the match gets decided as potentially early as I think that it could, then you have players playing out the string. Do they care? Do they not care? Do they want to just improve their individual record? Do they want to make sure they look good on Wikipedia in 10 years' time? Uh, it's a true who can say situation. I do think it will be tense at times, but ultimately I do think we're looking at a four-point victory, which is no fun to write. Like at this point, when you have a five-point margin, a four, five, six-point margin of victory does absolutely nothing for us, Rex. We've had that each and every single time since the miracle at Medina. And as we've already mentioned, that one too was a four-point margin heading into Sunday singles. We'll get into on Sunday, assuming this does become a four, five, six point margin of victory what can be done to restore some competitive drama and tension to the Ryder cup but that's going to be on this podcast yeah literally slugging it out more parking lot fights more player caddy drama i'm here for it i'm absolutely here for it without it i'm not sure what we'll be talking about on this podcast thank you joe lacava and most importantly thank you roy McRoy. all right that's going to do it for this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast with Rex and Lab. Make sure you go to NBCSports.com slash golf for all of our news, notes, features, commentary, apparently breaking news, video clips, and make sure you keep pounding the subscribe button on YouTube. Let's boost those numbers. We appreciate you guys watching. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back for a full episode on Sunday night, breaking down exactly what went down at Marco Simone. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.